coming up on another episode of the Front Page Football Podcast. What a day it's been for Australian football. And I don't necessarily say that with a uh, positive uh, tone. Of course, the decision made in the early hours of this morning that the A-League men and women grand finals will be held in Sydney for the next three years. The APL announcing that deal this morning. And uh, a lot has been made of it. Let's just let's just uh, put that lightly today on Twitter. Myself, Antonis Pagonis, Matt Olson, Jack Tuhill. We had a, a bit of a roundtable pod, four people on it, giving our thoughts uh, very passionately, might I add, uh, for, for definitely uh, Antonis, Matt, and Jack. Uh, very much appreciate them coming on and giving their thoughts on this topic. Without further ado, I'm your host, Christian Marchetti, and we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to another episode of the Front Page Football Podcast, and uh, yeah, it's been a been a funny old day uh, in in Australian football. Let's uh, let's put it that way. And uh, we are here, we are here for a bit of an emergency pod. Uh, myself uh, as host Christian Marchetti, joined by Antonis Pagonis, Matt Olson, and Jack Tuhill as well. Who's actually funny thing about Jack Two? I just want to get this uh, over and done with. Jack Tuhill is joining us on his work break at the moment. Um, so uh, Jack, he actually did it in in a previous pod as well, uh, and his commitment is unrivaled. Um, so Jack, I'm going to let you just, uh, just introduce yourself, uh, first and, uh, give, give you a little spiel, of course, on the events that happened today, the A-League or the APL announcing that the next three, uh, A-League men and A-League women grand finals will be locked in and hosted in Sydney. Um, uh, very, very similar to that of the NRL and, uh, AFL that we've seen previously. Jack, take it away. Ah, thanks Christian. Um, look, hashtag Gur Mondays, right? Ha <laughs> ha. Um, <laughs> look, it's honestly just, I, I'm, I'm laughing about it, but on the inside, it, it's, it's very just sad, you know, because we've built a culture in this country around the A-Leagues, a league that was sort of pushed down our throats to replace a very dysfunctional NSL, but one that was very loved by those who put in the commitment for those um, heritage clubs. And for the most part, those who represent the towns and cities that compete in the A-League have embraced these clubs, embraced this new normal of football in this country and have embraced the tradition of the top-seeded team entering the grand final being able to host the showpiece event of the season. And for that to be taken away is just very disappointing, sad. Um, you know, it, it's it's a slap in the face to us for, like, if anyone doesn't know, we don't get paid for producing the content we do. We do it out of a love for the game. We do it out of, hmm. um, you know, just wanting to promote the game and wanting to see the game flourish. You know, we don't do it for the benefit of the APL or the city of Sydney or, you know, Dom Perrottet, the New South Wales Premier, who's going to enter into an election next year, which is another 
add to the narrative about this story that's coming out today that I'm sure we'll touch on. It's, you know, I went to the grand final when Newcastle Jets hosted it in 2017, 2018. We lost. It was sad, but it was one of the best experiences I had as a football fan because I got to see McDonald Jones Stadium packed to the brim for the first time in my life to see a soccer match. And it was just unreal to be a part of it and to see, you know, just the victory traveling support to Newcastle to see a football match was also unparalleled. And for experiences like I've read on Twitter today, people talking about the, you know, the um, Adelaide Oval grand final where Adelaide United won it, talking about, you know, the several championships that Sydney FC and Melbourne Victory have won, the the Western Australian A-League Grand Final where Perth Glory were defeated by Sydney FC. Hearing about those experiences, whether that's, you know, um, positive or not, is, is what it's about. And it's just been taken away for us for a lump sum payment of $10 million, which if we know about lump sum payments into the A-League, doesn't really go far. And it feels like we've, our game's just been cheapened. And it, it's just after the whole World Cup and seeing everyone unite around football and then to get this a week later, basically, is just pitiful. I, I don't have any other words to put into it. Very well spoken. Um, Matt Olson joins us, of course, from from WA. And uh, Matt Olson, who's, who's uh, chairman today, is uh, definitely not uh, held back in his um, in his estimation of this decision uh tony sage the perth glory chairman uh i don't know if you're going to be as that uh, as scathing in your uh, in your assessment of this map but uh just just give us your um your uh, own thoughts on this as well yeah yeah i think i think firstly it doesn't sound like um the members of the board of the apl have been consulted in this for a start which the the mind just boggles, right? Mm. How how the fuck is your own board not fully aware? Because because the the, the Petro from from Victory, the, the Victory themselves have come out and made a statement, right? Con- condemning condemning it, which means he wasn't consulted. The backreads in in Queensland in Brisbane, they don't sound too pleased either. Obviously, they're they're Indonesian, um, but by their own heritage, but obviously they are are own the Brisbane Raw. And that, for me, like, that's the biggest red flag straight off the bat. The own board of this organization in the APL have not been consulted, right? And and let me just say, this is if this is a middle finger to anyone, okay, our friends in New Zealand across the ditch, it must be pretty fucking ter- ter- horrific for them. Mm. People from Gosford, people from Newcastle in regional areas, Jack just spoke about what it meant to have, you know, um, the stadium there, Hunter Stadium, filled up for a grand final. We had the same thing with Optus Stadium. And in both occasions, Jack, Jack, you and I, we, we, we lost that day and it was very emotional for us. But l- let me tell you, and I, I have the flag of Western Australia here for, for a good reason, <laughs> right? We are that just the isolation means so much to us. There is a reason why WA is the most patriotic of all the states. And it's pretty, pretty fucking obvious. You know, we tried to secede in the 1920s. All right. I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've gone there. <laughs> Christian, I've, I've gone there. Yep. Matt, Matt's <laughs> gone on his historical tangents. And and for those of you who regularly listen to this podcast, you understand that this is what he does. And, and we let him do it for about a few minutes. So Matt, go on. Yeah, no, listen, listen, 
culturally, you really have to understand what this means to the people of WA, whether they're soccer fans or not, because at the end of the day, 56,000 of them will show up to a glory grand final regardless. So really, it doesn't matter if they're soccer fans or not. To, to take away the ability for us to host a grand final, you know, we, we get enough of it in other codes. You know, when, when, we, when, when the Eagles won the grand final in 2018, the first question Shannon Hearn was asked as he was on the field, you know, breathing his heart out, celebrating, he was asked, should we keep the grand final in Melbourne? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? This is a man who is a South Australian native who spent his whole adult life in WA, right? And for us, for us, you have no idea how much it, how much it means because we are the most isolated capital city on earth we've had a historical movement of let's get away from the commonwealth of australia it's not sort of joke it may be a joke in a modern context but it's not because because we have we provide so much for the country with our with our, with our heavy mining industry right and, and for us culturally to to take to take a, a grand final in perth away for financial reasons there there's just so much precedent for this there's just so much that's that's personally insulting because of our isolation and because of our patriotism that no other state seems to have you don't see people with south australian flags around the place you don't see people with new south wales flags around the place that that is a culture that is really actually quite unique to us for for very very good reason and and the thought that a grand final seems like 2019 particularly because we lost the fact we lost makes it even worse the fact that we won't get that opportunity the fact that people in new zealand won't get that opportunity is horrifying the fact that people from regional communities Adelaide Oval being sold out again. We want those scenes. It's just a simple fact. We want those scenes. And I just I just can't understand it. You know, other codes, if anything, should be going in the other direction. For us to for us to join the other major footy codes by having a grand final in one city, it's just pathetic. And as a money-making exercise, sure, I get it. I guess I'm sympathetic to the cause, but it's just the completely wrong approach here. And the APL have a lot to answer for considering to, to sort of bring the conversation back to where I was going, the fact their own board wasn't consulted, it's ridiculous. Yeah, again, uh, very well said. I've actually just realized quite unique on this podcast, we've got obviously Matt uh, having attended and you know been very knowledgeable around that 2019 grand final in Perth. Me and Antonis were both at the 2016 grand final Adelaide Oval and then Jack obviously talking about the one in Newcastle as well. All very unique grand finals and all with very strong cases in their own right as to why this decision today is is so baffling and and really just plain and simply wrong uh, um to be honest but uh, Antonis talk a little bit more about you know your own thoughts on this and maybe tying into that that Adelaide experience as well from 2016 guided by a vision to unite entertain and grow the football audience in Australia the A league showcased the most inclusive welcoming and truly national sport what's that that's how the APL's or the A-League's mission statement ends. The mission statement, someone like um, Danny Townsend was hired to actually live out and showcase how this can happen. Well, today we're not united because our point of difference has been sold off. It has been sold off. We are the example in Australia of what a national competition was. And at least we were yesterday. Because as we mentioned, AFL, Locked into the MCG until the 2050s. NRL, locked into Sydney until the 2040s. Nowhere else in the world in football do you earn the right to play out for a championship in your ground. In Australia, it happened. No longer does it happen. The only positive I've got to say is thank God it's only for three years because they're going to realize how awful this is and we're back to doing what we love. Maybe no even sooner. Soon. Maybe I even, hope sooner. even sooner. So, but I, I don't see yeah. it happening. I just don't see I it happening. I can see it being an Australian, just on that note, I could see it being an Australian version of what happened with the Super League in Europe, essentially. 
Yeah, we is, it, is, this our super, we, is this our Super League moment? We it, can't it, afford to get out of our Super League moment. That's our thing. You mm. know, the Arsenal's, the Madrid's, the Juventus, whoever it is, can afford the hit. We can't. Why is this happening other than it being financial? Danny Townsend's out there trying to say, oh, we want it to be like a Wembley experience. What do you mean a Wembley experience? The United Kingdom has about two, three times our population, much smaller, and half the clubs in the country in the top leagues have waiting lists for their fans. In Australia, regularly, we have grounds with more empty seats than people in them before you create a culture that everyone come to rome to see the event you actually need to get people to their actual local games now these grand finals used to be what we look up to it used to be we have a lot of problems but the grand finals were not one of them now uh, we were talking off air before seven of the top attended grand finals the list goes perth melbourne melbourne brisbane brisbane adelaide where are you sydney why does Sydney deserve this? Who are you to go and sell our grand final to Sydney? Who gives you the right? Who have you consulted? That's my problem with this because we have gone down this path again. We've seen signs saying, gone to the pub. Can you hear us now? This is repeating again and again because the people running our game do not get it through their heads or their wallets that the people that keep this sport running are not yet it's great having these sponsors that can pay you the big money but it's us that put time in for free it's the mum the dad that pays from the salary for their kids to go to these sports every other week to play these sports every weekend this you need to take care of because these people have had enough and they're going to start walking out again and this trust is not solid the minute you break this good luck building it again yeah Antonis, that's Completely well said. We've never had proper trust in the powers that be in this sport. And they've never consulted the fans or the actual stakeholders that represent this game in Australia. And you talked about the authenticity of an Australian grand final in football. You you talked, uh, and also Matt touched on the isolationism. And just from a Newcastle perspective, um, perspective on the isolationism you know us and the Mariners represent most of regional Australia because you know New South Wales has the largest you know regional representation in the country in terms of population or what I think is the largest um, it, it could be different if you looked at population stats I don't have any numbers in front of me but there's so many communities out there that Newcastle Jets represent and that Central Coast Mariners represent. And in terms of what Newcastle has contributed to the game of football, our scouting networks in terms of picking up players range from picking up players within the borders of the Newcastle-Maitland metropolitan area, well, regional metropolitan, I should say, all the way up through Port Macquarie to the north coast right on the border with Queensland and even into the lower parts of Queensland. I mean, heck, our man of the match, in my opinion, on the weekend the E3 derby, Angus Sturgate, is from Port Macquarie. His nickname is the Port Macquarie Pele. And then if you just look at Newcastle and the New South Wales regions and what they've contributed to the country, we have one of the largest exporting port systems running up the eastern seaboard. You know, just, just touching on what uh, Matt said before, because 
it's just a, it's a slap in the face for that reason, you know. And just this is on a personal inflection. Newcastle is very heavy on rugby league. It's very heavy on rugby league. And to be a football fan in Newcastle is to be an outsider, is to be someone that going up through primary school and high school, I can't tell you how many times I was belittled for wearing a, a Jets shirt to a footy shirt day. You know, when you bring a gold coin donation for, for charity and you wear your favourite footy shirt. I can't tell you how many times I've been, you know, harassed for that sort of stuff. I can't tell you how many times, you know, when I said I'm a soccer player, people have told me I'm soft or whatever and all that sort of stuff. And now I've got what I think is the most important part of being a football fan in Australia taken away from me. It's 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 just so upsetting. It, I feel I feel voiceless and I feel just completely flattened by a city that has all of this sporting prestige just taking another game away from the regions taking a game from taking a game away from people who who want to build it it it's it's just so so upsetting and i'm just going to pick up from what you said and christian alluded to in the start it's it happens a week after we see everyone around the country doesn't matter your city it doesn't matter if you are in a big city you're a regional big city it doesn't matter everyone had live sites everyone got up in the early mornings of the sunday morning where they're supposed to be resting from a busy week to support football and what happens how are you rewarded with this after mr ceo comes and says well done guys don't worry about this. Get back to it in three years. Stop dreaming, young kids that play football and idolize, for example, Craig Goodwin in Adelaide. You'll see him in three years if they make the grand final there. You are locking out so many people. Christian mentioned Adelaide before. I turned 18 the day before the 2016 grand final. And I love Adelaide United. But to have a day like that with Adelaide United and 50 other thousand people that love that club, it's completely transforming, it takes to an even higher level. And we are deliberately now for an extra cash injection that they can't even be honest about. They're trying to make it sound like it's for our benefit. They're trying to pull this away from us. And we're talking about the men now, that wherever they go, they'll get a semi-solid crowd, whatever. Think of the women's final as well. Imagine, for example, two sides that have started the season very strong, Adelaide United and Melbourne City. What kind of crowd are they going to get in Sydney? I'm sorry. We had the Women's World Cup coming around. The biggest event for women's footballers in the world. And it's getting bigger every and every, every tournament. This is the biggest one yet. FIFA has said that they haven't been expecting these ticket sales. And now you're telling me a young girl in Adelaide or Melbourne or Perth or wherever that goes and watches this team week in, week out will be told, congratulations, your team may be the best one in it. Go still on the couch and enjoy. It's shameful. And those young girls, these young supporters, I guarantee we're not even in considerations of a decision like that. It's shameful. And Tonus, that was fucking brilliant. Well said. All right. Um, very well said. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit more about the day itself and what's transpired and 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 the decision and the reaction to the decision and this, that, and the other. So I've actually got Twitter open uh, whilst we're recording this because fucking the way this day is going, fucking something's happening every five minutes. Um, so <laughs> uh, 
Now, a good friend of ours, actually, uh, and and I say he's a good friend because he's uh, Antonis, particularly some of your pieces on frontpagefootball.net. Go check him out. Uh, Tony Goodwin, uh, Mr. Craig Goodwin's dad, um, who is uh, who's a, is a great guy, actually, uh, and, and gets around a lot of our stuff. Now, he's actually just come out uh, about for probably half an hour ago now. So, obviously, Craig Goodwin was in the promotional video um, for for this decision. Now, it's it's been said by Tony Goodwin, obviously after Craig came out this morning and said that, um, you know, he, he had no idea that, that that piece of filming that they did of him was actually going to be used for this. Uh, and I imagine, you know, just out of pure guess that he was probably just asked to give his thoughts on on the grand final, what it's like to play in a grand final, this and the other. And, and then that's been used for, for a promotional piece uh, to announce this decision. Now, Tony Goodwin's just tweeted that, uh, if you watch the video properly, you will see it is an edit from the preseason promotional video. No mention of the grand final, just the league in general. He didn't do a video just for this announcement. So, um, you know, another red flag, obviously, to this. Now, uh, and Matt could probably weigh in on this a little bit as well. Obviously, there was something which which uh, went viral earlier today of Tony Sage on, um, I think, Facebook, I believe, basically commenting that this was a fucking joke. Um, and that went viral very quickly, of course. And then I actually heard Tony Sage uh, talk uh, a little bit more articulately about it on uh, Perth Radio earlier today. And he basically admitted that the clubs weren't really consulted. Well, definitely uh, Perth Glory weren't uh, by his by his stance anyway. And that uh, more to the point, they were supposed to have something on uh, later this week around actually voting as clubs around this. Uh, and it seems like the, the APL board or which, which is weird when we talk about this, cause we say the APL board, the board but then, themselves, oh, no. the board themselves weren't even consulted. Well, that's the thing because I say the APL board, but then Anthony DiPietro is on the APL board. So this is where it, it, this is actually raising some even bigger things now about how is this league actually operating? Like what is the management of this league? How is that actually, you know, working out and you know that the, the consequences of this uh, are extraordinary now i think and yeah my my whole thing <laughs> from the moment i saw this was j- just why from the point of view of if, if it ain't broke don't don't fix it i, I like you know and, and we said this before you know we, we talk all the time and and i really liked as well uh and and i'll give a shout out to this podcast because we talk about it a little bit as well it's probably uh, one that we we all listen to regularly the the national football curriculum and i was listening to their podcast after uh after the argentina game the socceroos and they were talking and stuff and they had a uh, and vince regari and joey lynch on there talking about from doha about you know socceroos stuff and vince regari made a great point around you know this has been great and we should enjoy this but let's not you know let's not uh you know, a bit around the bush here. We've still got a lot of problems and stuff like that, but, you know, we'll enjoy it for now. Now, if you told me that of all those problems, the the A-League Grand Final and the A-League Women Grand Final is one of those problems, uh, I, I'm sorry, uh, it isn't. Um, and that's just, that's just as simple as that. Uh, it is one of the highlights on the Australian football calendar. It, it always has been. And even, so I was listening to Danny Townsend earlier today, um, on on sen on the global game with adam peacock and did you, Alex did you see sorry sorry to interrupt yeah. but did you see what came um what what came forward um on keep up with with him he sat down with james dodd and did like a q and a Q&A. I, I saw a snippet of that, a question that was a joke sorry oh, it was, yeah it was pretty <laughs> bad but, but yeah i saw a yeah I, I don't know there was a comment that he made i'll which, make which is, i'll go on yeah. to that comment because he was asked but he was asked now what is the advantage of an interstate side 
that makes a grand final in Sydney because in Australia already, the team that finishes top is already probably the least advantaged team in world football. Because normally in world football, you finish the season, you get your trophy, you enjoy your cash money, you've won. Suddenly here in Australia, you already have to go to the next competition, whatever, whatever. But if you make the grand final, you get the game. It's your game. It's not anymore. So our CEO, Danny Townsend, was kind enough to enlighten us that the team that earns the home side status, even though they might be in Sydney, they'll still get to to select which changing room they want before the grand final. And they will also have the honor of saying where they want their fans to sit. This is a PR disaster. You can can tell us. I didn't actually say that. No, no, no. You can you can tell it was a bad point because it's the last little snippet they add at the end of the video. Yes. So assuming, you know, most people have turned it off by then, they've they've put it in, they've snuck it in right at the end of the video. It, it literally like what the fuck to the, the bloody changing rooms and where the active end is sat. What the fuck does that matter unless you're taking penalties sorry, where the sorry, guys, sorry to cut you off And now. you know, just... one second quickly. The yeah. questions were the layups as well. There were many, many more fair, hard-hitting questions that weren't asked. So for him to stumble on the layups, oh, it just says it all, doesn't sorry. Um I just uh, just had to talk for a sec because Vince Regari two minutes ago just tweeted about thinking about starting a uh, single issue political party with the aim of harnessing the incredible energy of the soccer community whenever a common enemy or cause emerges emerges. Sorry, I think I think I could. <laughs> we don't want to live in a dictatorship. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and this is why this is exactly why I want to Twitter open. Why we were um why we were recording this podcast it might actually be something we do for future podcasts as well. But um. Uh, I missed so much yeah. whilst I was working. I didn't know he did a Q&A. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, don't, this, this don't watch a, it. Don't watch it. This, Do this, is a, a this is a dumpster fire for Australian yeah. football. Like, this really is a, a PR disaster. Um, it's and a shit I, sandwich, mate. It's a shit sandwich. <laughs> it really is. And I think the, the other thing is, you know, I, 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 I really do, you know, I appreciate um, the APL trying to be transparent in a way in terms of, in terms of, you know, putting a call out to say, ask questions and stuff I like don't, that. I don't, I don't. No, no, no. Just, no, no. What I'm saying, no, Antonis, no, no, just no. let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. You fin- please, I want to go next. They, I know, you can. What I'm saying is, you, you you do that if there are some concerns and, and you know, and it's like not everyone's on board and there are some concerns, but no one is on board. Like, no one is on board with this at all. I've not seen, I, I think we'll actually discuss this off air. I've not seen anyone who's on board with this. And what this actually is created by doing that is, it's just given people a platform to just bash it even more. And um, yeah, that the whole marketing strategy around this and the PR, and look, I'm not going to, you know, absolutely bash it because I'm not saying that I would do, you know, 10 times better if I was in that role anyway, but it, it, it just has been so mismanaged and it, it's just, you know, fires having to be put out every five minutes, every five minutes. So yeah. I'll bash it because guess what? I'm not the CEO. It's not my job. Okay. If it was my job, then sure. It's not. And to have a call out, it's the only point of it is to listen. That was obviously not the case. Go, please go to the call out for comments and have a look through the comments and see what was asked and what wasn't asked. Because the hard hitting stuff was not asked. The answers Danny gave were vague. There were nothing answers. Nothing gets answered. We're still concerned. Another point I'm going to go on saying, oh, finally, we know where the grand final is going to be. Fans don't have to book last minute flights. If Adelaide United's not in the final, I'm not going to book my flights. I'm not going to book until the week earlier. It's 
it's still a problem for football fans. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. It's it just it's tone deaf and it's obviously coming from a group of people who have no concept of what it's like for a normal person to support their league. And that's where all the problems are because it's so clear no one's been consulted. Sorry, just seen another tweet uh, from from Neil Sherwin, who I believe is a WA based. Yeah, guy, yeah, Neil, yeah. Neil is um he's originally from Joondalup United. He works yeah, for the Yeah, yeah, no, he, he's uh, he's got some good stuff, and he said, "Can we get an A leagues all access for Thursday's owners meeting?" Um, which, <laughs> which is uh, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, <laughs> we'll get honest, we'll get a setup one like we did in the Sydney FC documentary with discussing Corica's future. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Jack, Jack, you wanted to add something, I think. Um, uh, just as we're talking about soccer Twitter, the, the one that I saw was gold by Ray Gat. He's a, I think we all know him. He's a very respected football yeah. journalist, um, done a lot of stuff for Fox Sports in the past. He's, he's a terrific guy and he doesn't hold back with his opinions. And he sort of dribbled on Twitter that, the next ideal locations for expansion, and this is before the National Second Division comes into the frame, which we haven't even talked about the context of that now, that this grand final thing's gone on, which I think we have to, but the next the next locations they want to expand into, according to Ray Grat on Twitter, yeah. is Canberra and Auckland. Imagine a Canberra and Auckland grand final in Sydney. How terrific would that be? That would be a great. That, way that actually, to that actually might game. not be too bad for Canberra fans. <laughs> can I can I just Canberra. touch on touch on a direct quote from uh, Danny Townsend? Yeah. So this is this is because I've watched the video. This is just two seconds before he goes on to talk about the fucking change rooms and the active end. And I think I think putting it in isolation, it actually makes the quote worse. He says, "Like always, the highest ranked team will be the home team for the grand final. Obviously, that's difficult if you're not from Sydney." Yeah. Well, 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 no shit. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. You're even, you're even admitting that you're you're setting a challenge there. You're you're literally diminishing the whole point of the grand final, right? Yeah. Like, it just don't. You're the sole individual at the heart of this, and you're saying that. Yeah. One of the one of the great things, actually, of that of the Adelaide United run, I remember actually really clearly was the semi final against Melbourne City, and actually. Adelaide fans being, and Antonis, you probably speak to this a little bit as well, but also the call from, I believe Simon Hill was calling that game at the time. And when Adelaide scored the fourth goal, and the first thing he actually said out of his mouth, I believe, was Adelaide are going to host a grand final. And I remember actually being at the game, and that was actually one of the things that was kind of like around the place. It was like, oh, wow, like, you know, of course it's about getting the grand final, but wow, we could actually host on, you know, host a grand final in Adelaide, which is huge, huge I'm, deal. I'm just um, yeah, going to pick up on that because it's not just that, it's what's led to this stage. Because if you remember, United starts without winning in the first six, seven, eight games, whatever it was. And then not only did you recover to have a good season, you recover to finish up top. Now, if this was this yeah. season, it was happening this season, yeah. Yeah. and we'd meet the Wanderers in the final, it would be in Sydney. <laughs> Hey, yeah, hey guys, just, well done. Hey, you turned your season around. Absolutely just, brilliant. Just two now. points on I that. Feel because, sick. Because I feel sick thinking else. about it. Hey, sick. hey, Antonis, there's something else on that. Um, well, firstly, just Christian, just quickly. Also, with regards to those famous quotes, Simon Hill also exclaimed after Joel Kianese's penalty for the first time since the NSL era, we're going to have a grand final in Perth. It's mm. the first thing at the forefront of your mind during yep. a semi-final. And on the point of semi-finals, Antonis, you realize how much worse this is because we have two-legged semi-finals. 
So the advantage, if you finish first or second, you don't even have an advantage anymore because you have a two-legged semi where you have to go away and then you have to go to fucking Sydney. But, you know, aren't fans lucky, though, that we live in a society where these airlines don't take advantage of us? Inflation isn't a thing and our wages are keeping up. Like, cost of living is just normal. We're very lucky we live in a society like that, don't we? Those are all non-issues. Okay, uh, Jack, you wanted to you wanted to touch a little bit on the kind of NSD uh, national second division aspect of just this before just before jack goes with the okay sorry 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 jack i tried no, to get you involved but antonis it, it, just comes it, and stop talking it's it's on that it's antonis's <laughs> pod today it's on that it's on that before jack talk, starts talking because i want to add that in there because national second division is actually not an apl thing it will be a football yeah, australia thing so we have yeah. to keep that that's, that's the thing i, I want to touch yeah, on because on. because um like in, in terms of how the apl has separated from the fa and that was actually sort of clapped by most football fans out there because we felt mistreated and voiceless to the FA. Well, um, sorry, rinse and repeat. Anyway, uh, in terms of the National Second Division, there has been a massive call for as long as professional football has existed in this country to award teams based on merit, meaning, you know, whether they're coming through the mould, they don't get awarded based on monetary values or, or what part of Australia they're from. If they can win football matches, they're allowed to take on whoever they want to take on. And with that coming in and with, we hope, promotion and relegation to be eventually introduced into Australian football for the first time, and to have this come up, especially a year out from when the when the teams are supposed to be announced for not a year, I think it's supposed to be uh, the third quarter of 2023. The team's supposed to be announced with kickoff in 2024 um, from memory, but it's, it it just, is there like, I know FA and APL severed, but they're both sorry, custodians of football in this country. APL's, you know, just taking care of the A-Leagues, but whether they like it or not, by virtue of playing football, they have to take care of the lower league clubs and also grassroots. And this $10 million that's coming from the New South Wales government isn't going to go anywhere near grassroots or MPL clubs or even even lower than that. It's not going to touch junior football. It's going to go straight into the pockets of the APL. It's going to go straight into the pockets of probably the clubs as well. It might be divvied around. That's all good and well. But with the FA trying to actually move on and create a system where Australian football is a microchasm of talent and each person is rewarded based on their merit over a regular season and a final series where they can possibly host a grand final, it it doesn't make sense. Like we talked about how like no one's in favour of it. It just simply doesn't make any common fucking sense. Yeah, yeah, Jack, Jack, this is actually a very serious problem, particularly considering that the Jets don't have a new owner yet. So I want you to, I want you to speak to this because you, you support them. The APL are in control of the Jets at this very moment in time. Yes. So that, yes. that funding, I mean, is, is, there a, is there a thought or expectation that they can be remunerated in some way by this? Well, as it, it takes away from their own community hosting the grand final? Well, I, I certainly hope so because Newcastle football in terms of Northern New South Wales football, which is the the body that monitors the Northern New South Wales NPL competition and 
the the grassroots football is in turmoil. Uh, turmoil. Earlier this year, Newcastle and the Maitland football, which run what's called Zone League, that's a de facto third tier in Newcastle, and it's actually separate to Northern New South Wales football in a structural sense have actually been fighting Northern New South Wales football for funding and promotion relegation into what's called Northern League One, which is the de facto second tier, and into the NPL Northern New South Wales. There's already fights going on in regional Australia about whether we're going to reward clubs on merit or whether we're going to reward clubs because they have money and they can just be a serviceable club. And my my club, my hometown club in Newcastle, Dudley Reddit United, is one of the oldest clubs in Australia. Look it up. It, it was established in the 1880s. Yeah, all the, all, the clubs, all the clubs up there go back to the 1880s. Rosebud, uh, Rosebud the uh, Adamstown. Rosebud, Edgeworth yep. Eagles, all, of, all are heritage clubs in the historical concept of football in this country, in the organisational sense of any sort of sporting form. and. To be from a community like that, that has produced players in terms of development, like Ray Bart spent time at Rosebud, Craig Johnson, who went on to play at Liverpool, even though he didn't make a national team appearances, played for KB United. You have to mention Ray Bart. If you don't mention Ray Bart, I'm going to get mad. Yeah, exactly. We have produced talent out of Newcastle against all the odds because we can't actually decide on what's best for Newcastle, Maitland, and also the upper regions of New South Wales. And to have this showcase event to be taken away where, where, again, you touched on it, kids won't be able to see their hometown heroes in their hometown take on the country's best. And, you know, NRL, that's, that's what I'm going to use because I'm a New South Welshman and Newcastle is also a big NRL town. In comparison, ditch the city versus country representative concept a few years ago. And... For Newcastle, that was a slap in the face to Newcastle Rugby League because all of the guys who come out of Newcastle Rugby League play for the country, vying for a spot for the New South Wales State of Origin team, right? That's that's how they do it. I'm sorry for going Where is this going, Jack? Where is this going? Uh, sorry to go off my Steddon, um, but why we don't have what we thought was going to be our thing, which is everyone in the regions, at least north of the central coast and, and outward west towards Dubbo, Bathurst, right? We don't have a team that can showcase the best of the regions because that's what Newcastle stands for. It stands for country New South Wales. Whether you want to look at it, when, New, when Newcastle take games to Coffs Harbour, when Newcastle take games to Dubbo, whether they be friendlies or not, they are embraced by those communities. I went to a friendly against Sydney FC, I think it was four years ago, in Dubbo, Apex Oval. So many of the locals turn out. That's where my grandparents are from, by the way, just on a personal tangent. And it was just fully embraced. The players went to Dubbo RSL and met everyone who wanted to meet them. And now we don't even have the right based on merit to host a grand final. That's just killer to millions of people who live out in the country of right. New South Wales. And yep. it's just, sorry, sorry for going off on that brief tangent, but it's just killing merit-based rewarding. No, like, I, hope, I, hope, I hope if anyone's, for, for those listening to the podcast, um, 
understand that obviously Jack's coming from a very uh from a very personal space here uh and, and looking at this very much from a regional Newcastle perspective and and the importance of you know this is actually a really interesting point I think around not being able to actually see you know the stars that you get to see every week then you know see them on the big day um and you know even so Jack I mean that's that's actually interesting just just quickly touch on and 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 I emphasize quickly um the <laughs> the just because even I mean Newcastle to Sydney you know you could make a road trip of it if Newcastle make the grand final right you could do that but is that yeah it, does it still feel it's still not going to feel right right you know even if Newcastle uh you know let's say under Pappas whatever they they are the top team and they make the grand final, um, you know, and they are still technically not playing in Newcastle, you know, they're, they're technically playing away, even though maybe they'll be in the state of New South Wales. It's still not going to feel right, right? Now, can I just well, squeeze in? Can I just squeeze in, Jack? It's important that you mentioned what happened in 2008 as well. Yes, yes. Um, the 2008 grand final was moved to Sydney because apparently Central Coast Stadium, who were the team who finished top, was not suitable for a grand final placing. And the Central Coast community were very up in arms about it. And I, I, a lot of Jets fans actually stood by that, saying that they won the right to host that grand final in Gosford. And it was a derby as well. To have a grand final in, you know, a regional metropolitan area as a derby would have been terrific. And it was taken away from them then. It was basically a one-off thing saying that, hey, you know, you guys are pretty close to Sydney. But guess what, mate? We're not Sydney. In fact, both the Mariners and the Jets mm. sing songs for 50 minutes a game saying that we hate Sydney. We don't like Sydney. We don't like going there. We don't like the, this, this big metropolitan area. And that's coming from a Nova Castrian who's living in Sydney right now. Mm. <laughs> we, we are not Sydney. We are not this, this, this pony of Sydney saying that, oh, yeah, they're in New South Wales, so they're basically Sydney. No, we represent so much more. And... That's, that's the perspective I'm, I'm trying to transcribe here because the Mariners and the Jets are the only two real regional clubs in really sport other than the Newcastle Knights and Rugby League. Mm. The two regional clubs in all of Australian sport that yeah, don't right. exist in a massive metropolitan area where they have unlimited people and unlimited, well, not unlimited funding, but you know what I mean? They have a population density that can support talent development we don't get that we have to go and find it and and football i'll just touch on this quickly christian football already has its issues with this because we saw what happened in queensland the mpl in queensland can't even support cairns and townsville townsville had its own professional team and they they can't they can't even support those regional areas anymore it's that big of a problem for them so i I can only imagine that there's a lot of pain for regional areas not being able to host the the show base yeah. Um, can I uh, yeah, one tough. more thing to say, and I'm completely done after that because I've spent too much energy on this stuff today. <laughs> I agree with everything said about the regional areas, but again, it's literally everyone outside of Sydney because it's not about seeing your stars play on the day. It's about having that dream that that one day that can happen. One day that team that I've seen lose so many times do this, do that. They can have the moment and I'll be right there. That's what it is. It's the idea, the concept that's just been robbed from everyone right now. I've got one thing to say with um, Kieran Yap, one of the better um, women's football writers in the country, mentioned that today on Twitter. 
with the Silver Lakes money, nothing's being taken away from us. Fantastic. Take it. Do great things with it. With it. With this, though, you've taken something from us, the fans. You have exchanged something that we own as fans and experience for these millions. We better get a very, very transparent and clear action you will take with those millions of dollars. Because guess what? This is an exchange. You have exchanged something of ours without our permission for this money. What? It's happened now. I can't see us getting out of it. It's only for three years after that good riddance. It's for three years. The crap's happened. What are you going to do with that money now? How are we, the fans that are suffering, how are we going to benefit from this? Because you serve us. This was the whole concept of the unbundling, the divorce that happened between these two entities. What are you going to do for us now? Mm. I want to uh, just touch on, actually look at the APL's reasoning for this. So um, there's there's been two things that have been highlighted. There's the there's the tradition argument, which which I think is a load of nonsense. Um, and there's the other argument, which which the only um, the only way it has any weight is if we see some further action, which is this festival of football um, sort of argument. Where and we saw this, I guess, last year, where where the A League All Stars was um, you know near the grand final, and there's a potential that they might be preparing some kind of thing where A League All Stars game will happen on the same week and there might be some other football event maybe they're trying to get some other global powerhouse team to come down here that week uh now in terms of, we're talking about this a little bit off air i'm actually going to get jack though to give me his thoughts on this first because he has got to go shortly um jack touch on that this whole festival of football idea what do you think that maybe there are some further announcements maybe coming on this that we're not aware of right now uh and are they really going to change the perception of of this I expect a lot of announcements surrounding this and also the the general outlook of the game. Um, I mentioned Raygat sending out a tweet about um, the expansion locations that are desired by the APL before the National Second Division comes into the fray, which he posted on Twitter. He didn't name any sources, so I don't know how valid they are, but I did want to mention those. In terms of the Festival of Football, in terms of the last rendition of A-League All-Stars, it was actually very successful because it brought to light one of Australia's shining lights in Garang Qual against Barcelona. So the the whole concept of a festival of football is actually one that I fully support, but I also don't fully support, well, don't support at all, taking away the... But the... the yeah, Jack, the, the, the bigger thing, though, is how is the festival of football, an A-League All-Stars game, going to change an attendance of Melbourne City and Adelaide United in the grand final in Sydney. I think that's that's that's, that's kind of what yeah. That's what I mean. It, it's not yeah. gonna it's not going to bring more Melbourne people to Sydney. I mean, mm. like if they announce that Real Madrid are gonna come to Australia in this festival of football at the end of the week, those tickets are gonna be chomped up by Sydney siders. So it's not gonna bring it's not gonna bring, you know, eighty thousand Melburnians to Sydney Olympic Park if that's where they want to play it. It's not going to bring those people up. It's all it's going to do is get chomped up by those who support at Real Madrid in Australia or who just want to go to a glitz and glamour game. Um, and it's not going to do anything for the grand final. The the festival of football that the A League All Stars was actually cr- critically, you know, looked at and analysed when it was first announced. It turns out because of a performance by Garang Qual that it was a positive in hindsight. And I think we can look at it. But in terms of 
what it was doing, everyone was talking about how it undermined the grand final because it was a week before and also the grand final players weren't going to feature. And we also had a, a very abysmal turnout in terms of crowd numbers down at any Park for a grand final. So I don't when agree you... with that. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Jack. Well, I, don't, I don't actually agree with that. But, but, but can, can I just talk to the point you made? Is that is that it's about watching the game, right? So from a TV perspective, the events could work together in tandem, which means they don't even have to be in the same geographical location. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so um, I, I, can I can I sorry can I just speak something that Jack mentioned around that that uh, you talking about the grand final last year, Jack? Right? Yeah, I was talking about the Western United versus Melbourne. Yeah. City. So yeah. now Danny Townsend today on 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 SEN, uh, and I just keep referencing that because that's what I actually listened to today. Uh, you know, having obviously, you know, as Jack was saying, we we do this for free, and we all have other commitments. And and whilst all the euphoria was happening on Twitter, or not euphoria, what's what am I talking about? Uh, the I'm the, still fire. Uh, the, the 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 avalanche of tweeting is probably what I'm looking for. Uh, you know, I was obviously you know working a hospitality job, which I do every day. So, you know, then I get in my car on the way home and I listen to SEN. And Danny Townsend mentioned now he's talking about the Melbourne City West United Grand Final last year, and he's saying how it wasn't a sellout and this that. Now I don't, know, Matt, if you were kind of maybe this was your counter a little bit to Jack as well. I actually thought it was in a weird way a success because it kind of showed you know it kind of helped West United. Now I know I say this with with West United being the shambles they are at the moment on the pitch right now, but it you know they did pack out one stand. It seemed like an oh, terrific yeah. day for them as a club. Um, yeah, it was it was a terrific day. I, I'm not trying to take anything away from West yeah. United and also the the West United fans that did show up. All yeah. I'm saying is, in terms of my like analysis, besides a terrific performance by for a very young player, it looks like to be a generational talent having a packed house in Sydney for that Barcelona A-League All-Stars game and then to see the grand final, which is supposed to be the championship-level game, not get as fierce of support was something that I thought undermined the occasion. That was That's a personal inflection, um, I have to add. Um, and, yeah, again, I'm not trying to take anything away from Western United and Melbourne City who put on, a I thought, a very good game. For, for the grand final and also Western United winning their maiden trophy w- was terrific to see. That My main point was we keep getting into this funnel of undermining what should be the top priority in Australian football. And I, I'm sick of seeing it being undermined for the cash and, and also to put on glitz and glamour events instead of trying to build a hardened football merit-based system to produce talent that's it goes beyond this whole three-year grand final thing in sydney it ripples throughout the entire football landscape Mm. yeah yeah and so i think so yeah sorry so just on that as i was kind of saying around what townsend was saying around that grand final last year uh and one sec, Jack, you, you got to go, mate, hey? Uh, yes, unfortunately, my break is over. So if I do get in trouble, I'm definitely sending an invoice for this one hour of my time to Danny Townsend because I think I deserve a share of that $10 million, to be honest, after this. Uh, Jack, it was a, Jack, it was a pleasure, mate. Um, but I, I do want to counter your point. So if you want to listen to me counter your point later, that's, that's all right. I, I will review this intently because I don't want to miss the last 
whatever amount of time this podcast goes on. Ten to or so because... minutes, probably. Uh, unless yeah. unless Matt just goes on some sure. ridiculous tangent, which just screws everything over. Matt, can you please go on just like a forty-five minute tangent about Western Australian history? No, oh, that. You are not no, the one who has to edit not, and post this going podcast. To damn it! <laughs> it uh, it's not going to happen. Anyway, I love football. I love this country, and I'm also very sad. And then with that, I'm going to sign off. <laughs> All right. Uh, see you on the next one, mate. That was Jack Tuhill, um, our, our Newcastle correspondent, I like to call him. Uh, and and now we're back with our WA correspondent, who's... Yes, uh, what, what what are you going to touch on? Uh, okay, so so, look, so just, just this whole idea that the events didn't work in tandem that Jack raised, I, I don't really agree at all because because the the All Stars game actually like went off as an event. It was mm. it was big in circles. People, people watched it, and uh, like with with regards to the fact that they they were both TV events, right? They weren't they weren't this big geographical festival in one in one area that that, that Danny Townsend and the APL are proposing. So the grand final got twenty two thousand people to it. We agreed that from a Western United perspective, it really helped grow them as a club as well. Mm. It was it was a huge occasion, and 22,000 people um, at Amy Park for two clubs that are historically hounded for having poor attendances was fucking awesome. And the the All Stars game, the entire coverage and the presentation of it, and the 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 white kits with the gold you know emblems and stuff, everyone bought bought them out. Like both both events were a massive success, and they worked well in tandem being seven days apart as they were it, it worked completely well so i just not sure that i agree with jack on that but i do agree with jack in that the entire proposal of having them together as one festival is a fucking ridiculous idea it just it just won't work out that way and it won't add to the actual experience of the fan traveling to sydney because as i was saying with christian off air I'm from Adelaide. Adelaide makes it. I have a Monday to Friday job. I'm not going to be out there in Sydney the whole week enjoying Mm. your festival. Mm. So it's kind of at the point for the fans involved. If there's a festival for football and no one's there to see it, it actually happened. And a lot of the fans will actually not even make it because we mentioned before, flights, accommodation. How many people can afford this stuff these days, especially on a week's notice, you know? At least you've got the home grand final. You know Perth's going to show up. Adelaide's going to show up. Newcastle's going to show up. The Melbourne club showing that they're going to show up. We know Sydney. When's Sydney going to show up? Whoever hosts the grand final will put on the show. Let them put on the show. And I agree with you. I really I had a bad feeling about the grand final. But I was actually very pleasantly surprised with the attendance and the atmosphere. Now, could you imagine if you take Western United and Melbourne City... And you say go play in Sydney. It's a completely different proposition. Yeah, but the other thing, and but, I hope we don't get there. But sorry, and and it looks like I'm finally going to be able to finish my initial point um, after being kind of cut off about three different times. But um, the <laughs> what what I was saying is the way Townsend was speaking, what was really worrying is it was almost like they've kind of based this on metrics from one year, and it's like guys, we've actually had like you know 12, 15 years of actually some really good grand finals as we touched on earlier in this podcast, and that was the kind of thing which stood out like you know guys that there's there's a real history to this you know we talk about tradition and stuff but the the i think antonis <clears throat> you you maybe touched on this off air like that the we actually already have a tradition of having a unique home grand final for the team that awards that i'm at like that is actually the tradition already you know um and mm-hmm. more often than not that tradition is producing a spectacle and yeah i just the, the other thing is look i didn't want to get into this and stuff um but for the for the A League to kind of now go down a similar route to the NRL and AFL, when particularly 
you know, football culture in this country is always not wanted to, you know, coexist. And, and whether that's right or wrong is a totally different debate. But for, for it to now be aligned with it is such an odd kind of thing, in my opinion, as well. Um, and, and to, yeah, to wake up and to see it was very weird. And, um, yeah, you know, it's uh, just been a crazy day, I guess. And I just want to say that with that announcement video, three quarters of these highlights were all these great interstate grand finals like the yeah. Adelaide. <laughs> so you know what? Do you want this? Are you going to just use it to advertise it? What are you doing? I'm just going to conclude that, yes, it's garbage. It's awful. And one thing we haven't mentioned, clubs and fans, fans of the clubs, should I say, are starting to stand up against it. We have one of the biggest fixtures in the calendar this week, the Melbourne Derby. Both sets of fans are saying, See you later at the 20th minute. We should be celebrating this game. We should be enjoying this game. And guess what? It's going to be quiet because you, as a league, as our representatives, chose to keep us quiet. So if you want us to keep quiet, don't worry about it. We'll keep quiet. But not when it suits you, when it suits us. Yeah. And I also just saw a tweet. Sorry, sorry, Matt. I I also just saw a tweet. um, One sec. I just saw a tweet before, and I've seen a few of these today that... um, I, 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 this probably sums up the bizarre nature of today that uh, everyone actually agrees with MSF, SMFC Mike uh, today, um, which is um, just just totally um, kind of puts things in perspective. Fucking yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> Can you read it for the blocked ones? Okay, <laughs> me. No, no, I don't think it wasn't a tweet for him, but I've seen a lot of tweets uh, on Twitter today, like, you know, today we are all <laughs> SMFC Mike. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that stuff uh, was pretty funny. But yes, Matt, uh, as you were saying. Okay, let me let me talk to this. Not, I'm not playing devil's advocate. I think my point is a bit more of a wider angle, but I, I just want to point out that there's one thing that separates us from sort of the footy codes to directly speak to the AFL, NRL, I guess even cricket to an extent. But when, when we talk about the major codes in Australia, we do, the, none of them have the culture of doing an away day and traveling, right? We're the, mm. we're the one culture that has a really big culture of traveling. And perhaps this is the method to the madness for the APL. But I can tell you it's a load of shit because like the whole culture of having that away day and the whole point of, of traveling en masse and having so many mutual friends from different cities around the country, the networking in this, this is why I love the game because, because no other sport brings this type of culture where I'm talking to two South Australians on a podcast at 5.30 PM on a Monday night, right? Like this, the whole, the whole theory behind that, that actually has more value to it when you're when you're a Melbourne City fan traveling away to Adelaide Oval mm. for a grand final or to mm. Optus Stadium for a grand final, the neutral grand final actually devalues that more. And and that is actually really fucking insulting because that is something that is at the heart of our culture. And it's one thing that I'm really trying to wrap my head around this is okay, we we probably travel more, we probably spend more on going to other cities than other fans do. But you're completely missing the point by making it a neutral game. And also just to speak to the point about, oh, well, they do it in England for the for the FA Cup. Why don't we do yeah, that, it just for the, doesn't, that for the argument actual just cup doesn't competition that we have? Yeah. Sorry? Sorry, the argument, that argument is just... That argument is stupid. Opinion. And Wembley works because it's genuinely neutral. No one except Tottenham for a couple of years while they were waiting for the ground to be done... It's no one's home ground. It works True. because, and it's built up as this pinnacle. It's not like you're saying, oh, you're going to go to Sydney and play at this stadium. It is the mecca of world football. You're going to play at Wembley. It doesn't mm. matter if you are 
a Div 4 side or you are the top Premier League side, playing at Wembley is special. Playing at Bank West or whatever. Wait, you, wait hang on a minute. You're, are you trying to say that Allianz Stadium is not like the mecca of football? No, it's not. <laughs> I couldn't say that. I couldn't say that no, cracking up halfway uh, through. No, uh, my point is we play there regularly. Adelaide and I played there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Melbourne City yeah. played there last yeah. week. It's normal. It's not special. They don't grasp the concept. You go to Wembley, we've got chance. Arsenal, my club, who is a big club, I'd like to think, has chance saying, we're going to Wembley. We're going mm. to Wembley. Celebrating, mm. we're going to Wembley. Why? Because you're not there every five minutes. It's a pleasure. It's an honour to play there. It is not an honour to play in Sydney. Everyone's in Sydney. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else to add on this? Because I think we've, I think we've definitely got got it out um, about system. It definitely feels like that. Um, Matt, anything you wanted to add? Yeah, I think my parting words, my parting words will honestly be maybe even to. I mean, I'm not a, enough of an influencer to do this, but if we could just like start start a trend comparing this to the Super League, like hashtag Super League moment or something like that, or hashtag Soccer Twitter takes on Grand Final trash, or I don't know. But like, if we could do that. Oh, we're making a fucking statement. And and like Vince said, vote one soccer party, boys. All right. So just get around <laughs> just it. And soccer knows, Twitter party, according to Vince Agari. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we'll sign off then. Um, and yeah, I will shamelessly plug our content, even though it's a serious podcast. Um, so go go and check us out, frontpagefootball.net uh, articles. Antonis, you have got a piece in the works for sure at the moment on this very topic that we're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, and uh, yes, it, it should be out tomorrow. So, so stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah, front page football podcast network as well. If you want to go take a look at our Socceroos content, actually us three who are here right now, we actually talked about the game on Friday night between uh, the Brisbane Roy and Adelaide United as well. So go and have a listen to that. Um, and yeah, definitely we're a much calmer mood in that podcast compared to now. I mean, Jesus, the way the way things are escalated. <laughs> and you like, thought I was frustrated on Friday night? Yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. But I mean, that kind of speaks to the point, right? Antonis was talking about his own team, you know, blowing a 1-0 lead away from home, yet he's more actual, you know, built up and frustrated about a decision, you know, this decision, which which actually still does affect his team, to be fair, but is more of a league-wide kind of important thing. And I think that just speaks to more... You know, yeah. I don't care. We're going to Sydney regardless. <laughs> yeah, Antonis, would you? So, so, what's going on here? If Adelaide made the grand final, are you going to go to Sydney? I'm in Sydney. I'll be in Sydney because I'm an idiot. Unfortunately, also, we don't have, we don't have enough two legged playoff as well. Yeah, you we've know? got. You're going to have to go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. As I said, Australian football is full of idiots like us. That it doesn't matter how many times it gets slapped, we'll just keep getting up and saying thank you very much to it again. We don't have enough idiots. That's the problem. We don't have enough rusted on idiots that will cop it. And again, especially if we are top, I will do it at a protest. If we are second, third, fourth, whatever, and we go, whatever good whatever but if we are top that's when it starts hurting because that should be our moment that should be us our home and i just feel sorry for the sides that will potentially be robbed of that in the next three years and i fully don't expect this to be a thing after three years because i think they'd already be regretting it yeah all right uh we'll sign off then um yep that's been another episode of the front page football podcast and um like i said go check out our content and uh yeah listen to us in the next one soon whenever that will be um who knows maybe the apl will make another um crazy crazy decision that we'll have to react to um but 
yeah, crazy day. And I think uh, I think we all need a rest. So uh, yeah, you can listen to us in the next one soon. Bring back Star Wars, right? <laughs>